fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Welcome to the program. I'm so glad that you're here. It is Monday. Hello, America. Thank you for tuning in. Joe Biden didn't tune in to California this weekend. Uh, And I think I know why. If you didn't love socialism, you were in trouble. But remember, we're just conspiracy theorists. There's no socialism coming. That's not what they really want. Oh, okay. We'll let you hear the audio tape. You tell me if that's what they want or not. Uh, Also, uh, can we can we go beyond Twitter? Can we actually have intelligent conversations? Apparently, the answer is no, and science is now proving it. Twitter is making you more stupid. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. In June, uh, mortgage interest rates dropping to the lowest we've seen since early 2018. Don't wait. Call. If you are looking for a home loan, you're looking for refi, consolidation loan, whatever it is, you can take 10 minutes out now and get qualified, pre-qualified for a home loan. You can afford a new home. You may even save more on a new home than you know what you're paying in rent. And I believe that rent prices are going to go through the roof eventually because I think uh, it's going to get harder and harder for people to buy a home. Uh, but please, if, you, if you're getting a loan, get a locked-in fixed rate. You may never see mortgage rates this low again in our lifetime. With American financing, you can choose the term 10, 15, or 18 years, whatever makes sense for you. Maybe it's time to upgrade and take advantage of your home equity to pay off some home renovations or to pay off debt. Take advantage of these historically low rates right now. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. That's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Good morning, Stu. How are you? I'm well, Glenn. How are you? Uh, an interesting weekend? I did. So you're posting a little bit, doing a little uh, no, just posting on the inter- interwebs. No, just a couple of tweets. But apparently, you can't you can't uh, expect anyone to actually think on Twitter anymore. What site did you think you were logged into? No, I know. I'm curious know. as to I, what you thought was going to happen. No, I know. I, I am know. always amazed by. Well, this. I defended two people this weekend, and that's where the trouble started. Mm-hmm. I, I defended uh, Stephen Crowder. Yes, who Stephen is in a war with NBC, Universal, and Vox. Uh, there's this guy who what's he called himself? The gay geek or something gay like wonk, that? I gay believe, wonk. Gay yes. wonk. Um, gay geek would have been better alliteration, but you know. Anyway, talking about the illiterate. So he was so uh, he's in this this battle uh, back and forth and they're making Stephen look out like a total hater. He Stephen is not a hater, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so this guy, NBC Universal Vox, went to uh, uh, YouTube and said, you, you have to investigate Stephen Crowder. He's a hate monger. And so they did. Now, Stephen's never, Stephen has asked for people to, hey, can you look into this guy? They don't. They don't write him a personal letter. <laughs> no, of course not. 
Uh, and so it is, you know, David versus Goliath. So I defended Stephen, and that was popular. Mm. And then I defended um, uh, Justin Amash. Mm-hmm. Not popular. No. Now, you would think that when I say run in 2024 in that tweet, you would understand don't run now, Justin. Please don't run now. Uh, I did seem to be part of what you said. Yeah. Noticeable to me, at least. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I also uh, don't agree with him on impeachment. He has a different point of view on it. It's nuanced. I didn't even get into the nuance of my stance on impeachment. I just said, don't agree with him on impeachment. Apparently not good enough. Apparently not good enough. You must hate Justin Amash now. Right. I mean, everyone's like, oh, what are you? Are you MAGA or never Trump? Make up your mind. I don't know. Maybe neither. <laughs> maybe you just decide on, on a particular issue, how yeah. you feel. About Stop something. with groupthink. Oh, Stop my gosh. With groupthink. Isn't that supposed to be the other side? Yeah. Isn't collectivism supposed to be an aspect we criticize as conservatives? But no, you have to be part. We can only identify people as groups. It's like we've completely, uh, wholeheartedly accepted and embraced every piece of identity politics. We just disagree on which identities we should be behind. Exactly right. What exactly is that? Right. I don't even understand it. Oh, the, British, the, very the, uh, the Bridget, the Bridget Fetisy thing this weekend, which we also have to get uh, get through. She was hammered on Twitter, and it's like, why? Why what is she, why what did she do? She, I didn't see any of this. She was on the podcast on Saturday. Yes. Right. That's enough. But that was what she was criticized for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're on with Glenn Beck. He's MAGA. He's a never Trumper. <laughs> he's Can you... he's evil. He's not evil. I mean, it was crazy. Right. It was crazy. Uh so I, I don't know I don't know how we're gonna get past this if we can't have uh if we can't think. See, this is what groupthink does. They just shout you down. This is a it's, it's, it's a Linsky tactic. Just shout people down and get them to shut up. Well, I'm not going to shut up. And if you don't understand subtlety and nuance and, you know, there are things that I agree with this person on and there are things I don't. I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Justin Amash is a great conservative. He's one of the only guys. In fact, I think the only guy that actually has cut spending, not cut the rate of increase, but actually was going into cut spending. I believe there's five of them. Five. Out of the 535 <clears throat> out there, right, right. there's five of them that have done it, and Amash right. has done it more than anyone else. Right. So he is he he went as a Tea Partier. He went in as a small government guy. That's what he is. Now, when it comes to impeachment, I think this entire thing. First, let me say this. The reason why they haven't impeached him yet is because they know it will be very unpopular. There's a poll today that says that 60 percent of Democrats want uh, Donald Trump impeached. Mm, I don't think that's true. If you look at the they, they might say, oh, it'd be nice if he was impeached, but they don't want to. They're not in it. If you look at the ratings from cable news last week, last week was a very big, hey, Democrats, we might be able to impeach him. Yeah. 
lowest on record disaster yeah nobody's watching it and i mean democrats no democrats are watching it they don't want it now they may say they want it but they don't want to look at it they don't want to think about it and the of the 40 percent, i would bet you 35 percent are saying enough enough of this so impeachment is just a political poison pill for the Democratic Party. I actually kind of hope that they take it um, <laughs> because I think Donald Trump is good enough uh, to turn that around on them. As long as the economy stays, stays strong, I think it would lead to a massive win for him. But I could be wrong, and I don't want to risk it. So I'm not for impeachment. Um, the, the, the other thing about impeachment that people are like, there was no crime. That's the point of impeachment. Impeachment is whatever anyone wants to make it. So in other words, uh, you don't like this guy because he's changed his hairstyle. If you could convince the American people that that's bad enough That's a betrayal. He's had that hair ever since I've seen him. What? He's changing it now here the last year. I he's betrayed my trust. You could make that case. Nobody's going to impeach him because the American people won't be for it. Impeachment is political. So if the people say, you know what? I'm done with him then whatever they say is impeachable is impeachable. It's political. High crimes and misdemeanors. What does that mean? Pretty much whatever they want it to mean. Remember, Watergate uh, Watergate was going fine for Nixon. They had the hearings and everything else. It was only when they discovered the 18 minutes of missing tape that the Republicans started to say, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you're editing a tape and we know who you were meeting with. Why did you edit? Where where did 18 minutes of tape go? You erased it. That doesn't look good. And it was only when the opinion of the people uh, changed and the opinion of the Republicans changed that he was forced to resign. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't see that happening with this president, and I don't see it happening with anything that they have on this president. It's ridiculous what they have. And I, again, it's not like the Democrats are making a great case for it. Most people are sick of this, and they don't think that there is anything to it. And I think Donald Trump is good enough to be able to say, I've got to go back to work for the American people, especially if the economy starts to go soft. This is where it gets really dicey and really risky. But he could make the point. These people have obstructed me from the day I got into before I got into office. They were marching against me. I need people I can work with. I need people who will pay attention to the country, not to this nonsense. Make it end. And I think he might actually be able to pull that off. Because <clears throat> nobody's, nobody's watching. 
CNN. Nobody's no. watching any of this crap. And I think, I mean, I, you know, I know this audience has this ability to be able to look at things in, in kind of a bigger picture yeah. uh, sense. It's like, you know, look, I think he's wrong on the impeachment thing, too. If I was in, you know, I would not be on his side of the impeachment thing if I was in Congress. However, like, look at the rest of, of, of what Justin Amash has brought to the table. He's, let me give you some of these scores. Uh, Heritage Action. He's got a, life, a lifetime 86%, which is very high. Um, in uh, for eight, the ACU uh, conservative rating, lifetime rating 87.1%. Conservative Review, of course, part of uh, the Blaze. His lifetime is 90%. Most of that before it was part of the Blaze. Uh, Freedom Works. His lifetime score from Freedom Works is 100%. 100 percent there are there were seven i was i said five seven um uh out of 535 who voted to cut spending uh you've got uh of course in the senate only two Rand paul mike lee period mm. that's it in the house you have john duncan um uh, raul labrador um griffith thomas massey who's mm-hmm. another really good one and justin amash who's actually cut it more than anyone in the entire Congress, just slightly ahead of Massey, and I know it bothers Massey. He'd be great. <laughs> He'd be great. I mean, like these things, to say that you, you have to throw out someone who is one of the seven people, basically in our government, mm-hmm. who take fiscal responsibilities seriously. Mm-hmm. You have to throw him out because I, and I think he's wrong on this issue, but still, you're going to throw him out and get rid of him because of that? I mean, like, I just don't, I, I don't understand. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have no impact. It's not going to affect Trump at all. Even if it passes the House, they can do it with just Democrats. If it gets past the House, it's not going to happen in the Senate anyway. It's going to do nothing. nothing. It's a, basically a CNN issue. Like, I love Justin, but basically this is a CNN issue where they just get to trot out the one Republican who doesn't, you know, who disagrees with Donald Trump on impeachment. And, and then they get to say it's bipartisan, right? That's all it is. But you're going to take a guy who's actually taking all of the issues that we, you know, the, the Tea Party was formed on, that, you know, conservative values have been, liber- he's got the most libertarian voting record, I would say, in the entire uh, Congress. You're going to get rid of that guy and, and, and target him as a big part of the problem because of one thing. I just, I don't, it doesn't seem to make sense. No, he's protecting Second Amendment rights better than yeah. anybody in Congress. He's, he's cutting spending. We can't be a one-trick pony. So we need to be able to say, yeah. you know what? That's his strength is right over there. I completely disagree with him on this. I mean, we we are ne- I don't agree with everything my wife says. My wife is like, no, we're not gonna. Oh my gosh, trying to watch television in my house is such a nightmare. Trying to watch anything in my house is such a nightmare. Um, have you seen uh, Good Omens? Good, good and bad omens, or something like that. It's a new one um, on uh, Netflix, and my son and I started watching it last night. And it's it's these an angel and a devil that are have been there since the Garden of Eden, and they fall. They kind of they don't want to admit it, but they both love Earth, and they're just kind of <laughs> digging the whole Earth thing because you can have food and everything else, and they're like they're really liking it, and so they're supposed to bring in the Antichrist. And they're actually both kind of working together to make sure the end of the world doesn't happen. <laughs> it's really funny. Very, very clever. My wife was like, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like this. It's like, oh, she's for love of Pete. We would be divorced. 
If I had to agree on everything <laughs> between what we watch on television, where we go on Friday nights, and the freaking temperature of the house, we would have killed each other. Since when are we supposed to agree with absolutely everything somebody says? You know what? Some people are, are right more than they're wrong. But no one is right 100% of the time. And we're going to be a party of one. That's what the Democrats are doing to themselves right now. They are just killing those who stand against them in their own party. They're going to be a party of one. All right. Uh, my Patriot Supply. May I suggest, uh, as the nation's farmlands are underwater, storms continue to rake the heartland, knocking out power repeatedly to uh, millions. It, the, the f- if we now have gone through all of this uh, rain and then we have fires this summer. Well, at least we'll have the water to put it out with. I mean, it's crazy. Things, this is a rough year. And it, who knows what could happen to you and your loved ones. But would you please just prepare? You know, natural disasters are happening all the time. You don't even have to you know, forget about the stuff that man can do. Right now, one-week emergency food kit is 50% off if you go to preparewithglenn.com. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They last for 25 years. They're sealed tight in water-resistant ammo cans. Uh, so it, it's everything that you need. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. One-week emergency food kit is 50% off right now. When it's breaking news, it's too late to prepare. There are no surprises that you have to worry about when you've gone to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com, and this week, save 50%. Preparewithglenn.com. We break for 10 seconds, Station ID. So, they don't love socialism. Did you know that, Stu? Oh, yeah. Well, only a racist conservative would accuse Democrats of, of adoring socialism. That's for sure. That, that, that 2014, 15, 16, 17 viewpoint is, is still in effect, I'm sure. So uh, let me give you a couple of things from the convention that happened uh, this weekend. Joe Biden did not show up. Uh, let's let's go with Hickenlooper on socialism. Crowd loved him in California this weekend. Here's John Hickenlooper against socialism. If we want to beat Donald Trump and achieve big progressive goals, socialism is not the answer. I was reelected. I was reelected in a purple state in 2014. <laughs> One of the worst oh, years love. for Democrats in a quarter century. We shouldn't try to achieve universal coverage by removing private insurance from over 150 million Americans. We should not try to tackle okay. climate change by guaranteeing every American a government job. Hold <laughs> on, hold on. Listen to this. As the Democratic Party, we have to create a vision for this country. I want to give Americans a reason to look forward to tomorrow. Okay, so so what he said was, listen to this. What he said was, 
socialism's not the answer. They're Ooh, done listening to him. Right. Yeah. Done listening to him. Uh, we shouldn't cancel private insurance. We should not have a single payer socialist system like they have at the NHS in this is beyond what we're even talking about. Okay. They keep saying, no, 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 no. We're just going to fix it. Bernie Sanders is clear. No, we're going to go to a single payer system. That's what we've been telling you since Fox. They're going to the British system. When he says, Hey, we, we have to have some, you know, uh, insurance so people can keep their health care. If they like their health care, that's out. Are you telling how how are we the extremists? How are we the extremists? They're not talking about, you know, Norway. They're not talking about Sweden. They're talking about East Germany. They're talking about Russia. They're talking about North Korea, Venezuela, Cuba. That's what they're talking about here. Getting rid of the free market system. They're not talking about Great Britain. They're talking about getting rid of the free market system. And this is really important to understand. And it goes deeper than that. Tonight at 5 o'clock on Blaze TV, part two of my expose of the people behind Bernie Sanders. This should chill you to the bone. Tonight, part two. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You don't want to miss that, uh, Blaze TV. All right. Um, Relief Factor is our sponsor this half hour. If you're in constant pain, you are not alone. If you can't golf, uh, if if you can't do the things that you want to do, you're you're somebody who likes to sew. You can't sew. You can't play with the kids. You can't get down on your knees. You you can't uh, you know move your hands. Whatever it is, you don't have to live that way. Please try Relief Factor. This is something that I didn't try because I honestly I just I don't buy into. Oh no, it's all plant based. Ick. That's not going to work. I mean, nothing was cured until Dow Chemical got involved. Uh, what I what I want you to do is not be me. Try it. <laughs> I tried it 18 months ago, and I still take it three times a day. It's relief factor. 70% of the people who try it find that their pain is greatly reduced. It's relief factor. It works on inflammation. It's 100% drug-free. Relieffactor.com. Go there now. Order your quick start, 1999, relieffactor.com. We're just sitting here. We're just, we're just watching uh, Trump take a tour of Buckingham Palace in the picture gallery. And I don't know about anybody else. I, I mean, I, I don't think we need the wall-to-wall live coverage on every station of him looking at pictures with the queen. I mean, I don't want to look at pictures, you know, with my own family, let alone look at people looking at pictures. Uh, but uh, it is important because it shows that she is, uh, I don't want to infer that she's embracing him, but she's not. The queen? Yeah, yeah she's, uh, they seem to be getting along really well really well which is which is a great message for the queen to uh to send but there's a couple of things this um what's her name merkel megan merkel markle markle whatever yeah megan markle trump did not call her nasty right he said i didn't realize 
she had gotten so nasty, meaning I didn't know she had said all those nasty things about me. Right. He, it was That's in the not, context of what she said about him. Right. If, not her. If he had wanted to say she is a nasty person, he would have said it that way. I don't know. That's if, what he does. No, I don't think so. I think he would. He does all the time. He when he when He's he thinks not somebody po- is nasty, he is not that polite. If he thinks you're nasty, <laughs> he'll he tell is you not that polite. Right. He would have called her something much worse than nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, when I read that, I but thought obviously that's not what he meant. Would, my first thought was, why would he say that she's nasty? I can't mm-hmm. imagine the context where he's going to England and he says that. Right. So then I read the article. That's not what he said. And when you listen to the uh, you listen <laughs> to the audio, it's like that's clearly not what he said. Not the context. Do we it. have that audio? Sarah, do we have it? Um, it? It is. It's not what he said. And for the press to turn and turn that in, there's not an honest one among them. Not at all. The headline on CNN this morning was um, Trump insults his hosts uh-huh. on his way to meeting or something. Wait. Trump insults his host. You didn't even mention that Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, started calling him a fascist before he even got there. <laughs> Trump insults his hosts. Uh, amazing. It's, it's amazing how they spend this. The it other really thing, is. the other thing that drives me nuts is every time Melania goes out, she looks remarkable. She absolutely is- beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, she's and, supermodel beautiful. Right. And she is so tastefully dressed. Yeah. You hear about the Royals and the Obamas and everything oh my else gosh. about Michelle's arms. What oh, about her arms? Oh, so incredible. Constant. Incredible arms. And it constantly of who she was wearing and who's this yeah, and who's always. that. Always. Nothing about this woman. They and she, never mention her. She is Jackie Onassis, beautiful and classy. I think beyond Jackie Onassis. I think she's more beautiful than Jackie Onassis was. Jackie Onassis is, she's just the epitome of the American first lady right. that was mm-hmm. beautiful and, and had great taste. Until and was really you had a supermodel who was first lady. Right. right. Like, I mean, it's yeah. not even fair. I, I, it's right. not fair to I compare know. Melania to anybody else who's been first lady because there's never been anyone even remark, even... Even close, but the she's way they, the way she's, well, she's Eleanor never Roosevelt. On. You're forgetting about Eleanor That's Roosevelt. True. Well, who's Taft's <laughs> wife? She's probably pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, standing next to him, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. I mean, you look at her, and it's not that she's just beautiful. She's elegant. She yeah, is incredibly she's classy. Just yeah, elegant. Yeah. And for them to never acknowledge again, not an honest person among them. Not one, right? Because that, like that, I always think that is the most pure example of bias. Like you mm-hmm. can say all you want that. For example, you can say, "Look, we, yes, we give Donald Trump a hard time on his immigration policy. That's because it's wrong, and he's hurting people." Okay, you want to say that? Whatever, you could say that. Obviously, I don't agree with it, but that's a political disagreement, and you can at least come. To the point where you're saying, yes, we're being tough, but we're being tough for what's right in the end. Correct. This is just a straight beauty question. You yeah. freaking mm-hmm. praise Michelle Obama like she looked like a supermodel. Now you have a supermodel and you don't even acknowledge it. 
<laughs> no covers of fashion magazines. Mm-hmm. No wonderful spreads in the mm-hmm. style section of Nothing. the Washington Post. Nothing. 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 She's just invisible when to she everybody. Went to, when she went to Africa, they were actually making fun of her outfit and claiming how colonialist her outfit was. <laughs> she looked like she had walked off a Ralph Lauren fashion shoot. This is a woman who was born under the thumb of the Soviet Union. Yeah, what do you mean, mean she's colonialist? She was <laughs> devastated by, by huge governments taking over countries. It's just absolutely crazy what they, uh, what they do. And it, again, I go back to my McDonald's fry thing. You say whatever you want about McDonald's. You're probably right. Their mm-hmm. their food is plastic. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but if you can't admit that their fries, before the government made them change the recipe, their fries are the best fries made. They're just fantastic. You can hate on McDonald's all you want. You can even say their fries might be made out of lead paint and baby children. I don't know. But it's still, you have to say... But that baby leg in the shape of a fry, best fry I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't admit that, you are not an honest broker. We have the audio. Here's here's Donald Trump on what he said that the press is saying he called uh, Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. Nasty. nasty. Uh, Meghan, who's now the Duchess of Sussex. Sussex, Uh, We've given her a different name. She can't make it because she's got maternity leave. Are you sorry not to see her? Because she wasn't so nice about you during the campaign. I don't know if you saw that. I don't. I didn't know Listen that. Listen to how he yeah. tries to provoke. No, I, I hope she's okay. Uh, I did not know that, no. She said she'd move to Canada if you got elected. Turned out she moved to Britain. Well, that would be good. <laughs> there are a lot of people moving here. So, what can I say? No, I didn't know that she was nasty. Is it good having an American princess, then, that is unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, yeah. because he even frames it as nice. Like, he right. gives the other side of it. I've, I didn't know that. Never I've... heard him so nice. Yes. That's about actually... somebody who is, he look at, this was him, this was, this is as good as Donald Trump ever gets. I mean, that's absolutely states, statesman-like yes. for Donald Trump, right? Yes. I mean, if, and honestly, for anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, to say that someone's highly critical of you, all you can say basically is, look, of course they have their opinion. And, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't realize they said those things, but, you know, whatever. And like, usually I, he doesn't do that. No. Never. Usually he, he lashes back out, but yeah. he didn't at all here. He's like, I, I didn't realize she said something that nasty. I didn't know she got nasty uh, uh, about me. There, there's the end. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Again, the press, no. again, tries to get you know, get in their gymnastic sort of contortions to try to well, figure out a new thing they can say that's bad about this guy every day. It's like, the, just pick the ones that actually are bad. If you find something that is actually bad, then do that. You don't need mm-hmm. to have a new alert on the bottom of your screen all the time with whatever Donald Trump just said. You know, that was like the same thing that happened at the end of last week where they're like, Donald Trump seems to say that Russia helped him win the election. And you read the tweet, and he what? absolutely yeah, he did, did not say that. It's it's absolutely ridiculous for anyone <laughs> to think that he said that. He's talking about how, how everyone else was discussing the election. That, that's all he was doing. I think and this is... They don't even care. I, I think this, it, again, goes to <clears throat> let him do it. Let him just keep doing it. He's winning the battle against the press. He's winning it. There's, I mean, look at the look at the number of people that believe in the press. 
it's what is it seven percent yeah something really low i think people like cockroaches better than they do the press <laughs> literally I, I think so yeah and it, it's interesting to watch the press implode and the democrats implode you know you've 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 got them falling all over themselves to, to make trump out to be uh the devil and then you've got Democrats embracing socialism. This couldn't be set up any better for Donald Trump for 2020. Couldn't be any better. I mean, if a socialist is elected in the United States of America in 2020, then we get what we deserve. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I so don't either. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's... And, and it's, it's, not that, it's not that it takes a lot of thinking. I mean, listen to... Here's uh, Gildebrand... Um, she was on with Chris Wallace in a, you know, town hall kind of thing. And he said, look, you, you know, you want to pull guns off the street, but anything you're proposing wouldn't have stopped the Virginia shooter. Now listen to this. Your campaign slogan is brave wins. Yep. But when you were a congresswoman representing a conservative district in upstate New York, you took pretty conservative positions on guns and immigration. Once you became the senator for the entire liberal state of New York, you flipped and took much more liberal positions on guns and immigration. So, how is that brave? It's because I came from a district that was really rural. Uh, Second Amendment was important. Hunting was important. My mom, of course, she cooked the Thanksgiving turkey, but she also shot the Thanksgiving turkey. So I understand the importance of uh, having a hunting culture and preserving our Second Amendment rights. And that's why I'm in the best position, Chris, to lead this country into a place where we can have common sense gun reform. Okay, so common sense gun reform. Play the next clip, please. Didn't answer the question, though. Common sense gun reform. Listen to this. I heard the three points you specifically made. Having said that, none of them would have prevented what happened in Virginia Beach. This gentleman, he didn't buy an assault weapon. He had two handguns. He bought them legally. So how do you prevent? I understand that you this all of your plans aren't going to stop all of them. But is there anything you could have done that would have stopped this terrible incident? Yeah, stop being beholden mm. to the NRA like President Trump oh, is. Uh, that's NRA? So that's the dumbest, dumbest answer ridiculous. I've ever heard. So stupid. First of all, it's not an answer. How about the stat on uh, bl- just just Bloomberg's organization? Michael Bloomberg has a uh, an anti-gun organization, as you may know. Um, he spent uh, 50% more in the 2018 election than the NRA did. Just his organization spent 50% more in that election than the NRA. So stop beholden, be being beholden to the NRA. That, how is that solving anything? How is that solving anything? She has to know it isn't, right? I mean, right. She can't be that stupid. She goes on to claim that they don't care about, um, they care about money. They don't care about children. They don't. Have you met NRA? Was your mom an NRA member? By the way, I don't believe that your mom went out and shot the turkey, too. I just, maybe it's true. I just don't see it. But that's a terrible answer, too. Like, mm-hmm. well, uh, the reason why you think I flip-flopped is because when I, I was in a, when I was in a conservative mm-hmm. district, uh, then I voted conservative, but now I'm not, so now I'm voting that's liberal. That's essentially like, that's, what you said. That's what he accused you of. Right. That's, not yours. that's supposed to be your excuse. <laughs> so your answer is, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> All right. Uh, our sponsor this half hour. 
I want to talk to you about the USCCA. The USCCA is a uh, is a great organization uh, that wants to give you a brand new handgun. Yeah. They want you to be able to protect yourself in a responsible way. If you're a responsible gun owner, you should you should have this opportunity to win a free new gun. They're giving away free guns every single day. They're giving a different gun away every day. But it ends on June 21st. The official rules are on the page. Just text G-L-E-N-N, Glenn, to the number 87222. That gets you registered. Just text the word Glenn to 87222. You could get up to 17 chances to win your gun every single day. Could be 17 Kimbers. Could be 17 Glocks. 17 new SIGs. Oh, I've got to bring in my new SIG. i got a new SIG, and it is the greatest gun I've ever fired. It's a mm. new handgun. I love it. Anyway, text G-L-E-N-N to the number 87222, and you could win 17, 17 new guns. Glenn at 87222. We have a tremendous show that is airing tonight on Blaze TV. It is part two of the people behind Bernie Sanders. Last week, we showed you the guy who's actually running his campaign. He's really, I think, the the shot that was heard around the left. He is the guy who started, uh, can't say started, uh, was instrumental, I believe, in the war in the Democratic Party. And the Democrats are being... Uh, taken over by socialists, Marxists, uh, Islamists, radicals. And he's one of the main leaders, but it doesn't stop with him. We'll show you tonight everything that you need to know about who's behind Bernie Sanders. Uh, And it's not a pretty picture. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It makes the Obama radicals that were around Obama look tame. Would you agree with that, Stu? Oh, yeah. I mean, th- th- this is much crazier. Again, they're at the point now where they're admitting and booing overtly on stage people who say they're not socialists. Yeah. Right? This is a totally new era yeah. uh, of Democrat. And, and they're not even, I mean, really, they're not even Democrats. They're using that name as a convenience. It's, it's, it's a party that's already established. If they could start their own socialist party and just go that way, they would. It's just harder. Um, you know, we saw this, you know, some of the libertarians that were in Congress, mm-hmm. honestly, they, a lot of them could have gone to the libertarian party, but went to the Republican party because it was a lot easier. Right. Um, and that's what socialists are doing now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not what people thought of as traditional Democrats. And it's not even to this point, like, I mean, cause we're talking about anti-Semitism thrown in there. This is not just policy wise. People oh, no, are, no. are radicals. That is part of it. No, but it's worse than that. These are Islamists. Um, some of them and, uh, and anti-Semites and, uh, really, really, really bad, uh, bad actors, bad actors. Um, part two tonight, you can watch part one uh, now on demand uh, at blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to save 10 uh, percent. Today is a day to sign up um, and you can cancel in seven days. If you don't if you lo- don't love it, if there's not, you know, uh, enough for you there. I mean, it, there's. I don't know how many hours we even produce now of of television shows to watch, but it's it's Steven Crowder, it's Mark Levin, it's uh, Chad Prather, 
uh, Eric Bowling. I mean, you've got the entire lineup. Uh, join us tonight at 5 o'clock. Just try it out. Just try it out. Go to blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. All right. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's fascinating to me that Bernie Sanders' campaign put something out about democratic socialism uh, that would would every democratic socialist would disagree with, at least if they were honest. It's, it's what socialists always do when they try to sell socialism because the people are usually not for socialism when you get down to the details. So they get down to, no, it's something for everybody. Is it? Is it now? We'll go into that and show you who's around Bernie Sanders. Who is who's running his campaign? Who's behind the Bernie Sanders team? When you meet this group of radicals, it might make you think twice. Really? He thinks that democratic socialism is just something that everyone's going to want and buy into and it's going to be a happy utopia? Hmm. Let's show you behind the curtain in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, only one in five homes have a security system in their house. One in five. Do you know the number one thing that burglars say um, invites them into somebody's home? It's the number one thing that stops people from going into somebody else's home as well, according to burglars. And that is... A burglar alarm. If they look through your window and they see that you have a burglar alarm, they move on. It's like 70 or 80 percent of the time. They just move on. The idea that your home is cased or, you know, whatever is is really almost movie stuff. Most burglaries are spur of the moment. They see a house. It doesn't have a burglar alarm in it. They go in and break in, smash and grab and 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 they're gone. And 15 percent of the time police find them. You want a security system that's not only going to stop them, but take a picture of them, give it to police, alert police, call 911, and you want it so you can afford it. It's not hardwired. It's not an ancient, decrepit system. It's brand new technology, state of the art, and giving you the best coverage. Now, I think they can safely say above anybody else, because they're now doing It's more like what somebody like Apple or IBM would get. You have services from uh, Simply Safe that no other security system will allow you to have. Simply Safe. They're doing things right. There's no contract. The monitoring is $14.99 a month. Are you kidding me? Do you know what you pay a month for, for a wired system? And this system is better, and you own it. And right now, if you go to simplysafebeck.com, you'll get a free security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7, video evidence if somebody tries to break in. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now, simplysafebeck.com. So let me play the audio of a a Bernie activist. Now, this is a a, a video that was just put out this last week uh, from the campaign 
on what Bernie Sanders says democratic socialism really is. What democratic socialism means to Bernie is having a government which represents all people, not just the very wealthy. Democratic socialism is making sure that all of our people have health care as a right, education as a right, housing as a right, and childcare as a right. That's what Bernie believes. For Bernie, democratic socialism does not mean that government should own the means of production. It means that the middle class, the working families, and the working people who produce America's wealth deserve a fair share of it. These lies have happened before. In 1965, when President Johnson passed Medicare and Medicaid, conservatives like Trump attacked these programs as a socialist threat to our American way of life. We can look at the example of countries like Denmark, Finland, and Sweden, where working people came together to make sure everyone benefited from the wealth being generated and all people are guaranteed healthcare, a good education, and the ability to take care of their family. But this isn't just Europe. Both Costa Rica and Colombia guarantee healthcare to their citizens with almost no co-pays or deductibles. Both countries' healthcare systems have been ranked higher than the U.S. Donald Trump partners with war criminals, rips babies from their mothers, and puts oh children in cages. While Trump lies, Bernie asks the important questions, like... Why do we have grotesque levels of income and wealth inequality? Why are millions of people leaving school deeply in debt? Why do we have the highest rate of childhood poverty of almost any major country on earth? Why do we have more people in jail than any other country? Why do women... I I love his questions because they're interesting questions. Just all of his answers are wrong. Why do we have so many kids in poverty? Why do we have these problems? Do you know we're $22 trillion in debt right now? Do you know how much we have spent on the war on poverty since Johnson? Just $22 trillion. We've spent $22 trillion on eradicating poverty. And poverty is right where it's always been. And we're now $22 trillion in debt. There's a question for you, Bernie. Why? Because it doesn't work. You say that he believes that democratic socialism represents all people, not just the rich. Okay. Well, people, all people want to be represented, right? Everybody should be represented. And we should be represented equally, equally. The problem is, is if you have 1%, 1%, if in bed with all the politicians, can control everyone else. But 1%, if it's not in control of all the politicians, can be easily deemed the target, the scapegoat, and you can round them up and do whatever you want with them. That's why we believe all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, meaning you have this right and no one can take it away from you. See, our government is different than all other governments ever conceived by man. Our government said there are rights that the people start with. And the job of the government is just to protect those rights. Where what Bernie Sanders is saying, uh, all people have the right, according to her, uh, to health care. All, all people have the right to child care. All people have a right to education and housing. If housing, education, child care, and health care are all a right, 
then the government must ensure that everyone has that. Everyone. No matter what you do, no matter you work, you don't work. Well, it doesn't work that way. Because once you ensure all of those rights, you then have to pay for all of those rights. And you could take all of the money. You could just take all of the wealthiest 1% and shoot them in the head, take all their money. It doesn't cover the cost of all of this. So then what do you do? Well, you have to take then the remaining 4% of the top 5% and shoot them all in the head and take every dime and everything they have. It still doesn't cover all of this. And by the way, once you've done that, you've also stopped the production of new money. It'd be great if we could just pay for everything once. Just take everybody's money away and just pay for it once. How do you pay for it tomorrow? You have to have the free market. But once you start taking the money away from the people who are actually responsible for making most of the money, well, then you have a problem. Because who's going to get up and put up with all the crap? Who's going to go to medical school? Seriously. Who's going to go to medical school and lose that amount of money? Lose that amount of sleep. Dedicate their life. Spend half of their life just trying to get into being a doctor. Then they're a doctor. Then you don't let it pay off for them. You don't let them have a nice life for what they've sacrificed. See, that's the deal. People sacrifice. Not all people do. Some people born into wealth, they piss it all away, whatever. It's their right. You can't have all of these rights and ensure the rights of the Constitution and Bill of Rights. You, you, can't, you can't have free government health care because it's not free. Universal child care, universal education, universal housing as a right and continue the Bill of Rights. Because those two things are in conflict. The biggest thing it's in conflict with is you're going to get the tax-paying 50% of the country, country saying, I don't want this. You're going to get those who believe in the free market saying, I don't want this. What are you going to do to them? Because they've got to be an enemy of this utopia, right? I mean, I can't. we'd be able to do it if we could just get them to come along with us. Well, if they won't go along, what are you going to do? Well, you have to first silence them and alienate them. Then you have to dehumanize them. Then you really have to start shoving them. Then you have to start silencing them. How far are you willing to go? See, this is why the American system has lasted this long. Because how far are you willing to go for somebody else's right? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to stand with anybody. I don't, I don't have to fight because if my philosophy is you do what you want, just don't tell me what to do. You do what you want. 
That's why it was so easy for me when everybody said, you're against gay marriage. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Never have been. Never have been. For it. Why? Because I believe that's your right to conduct your life the way you see fit. Now, don't tell me what my church can and cannot do. Don't tell me what I have to believe because I'm not telling you what you have to believe. Don't tell me. I don't want the government involved in any of these things. That was the American system. Neighbors would work it out. Towns would work it out. States would work it out. And the federal government would guarantee the rights. It would be the protector. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. These certain rights are guaranteed, and we are never to violate those things. That's the way it worked. Now, Bernie Sanders, he can tell you that, you know, health care is so great elsewhere. Well, health care is good in the Netherlands because um, it's a free market system. Yes, they have socialized medicine, but socialized medicine and all of this medicine, it's all falling apart. You know why? Because that used to be countries full of nothing but white people and white people who had exactly the same heritage. There was no diversity. And so it was very easy to get a small country to agree that all of the people that they're pretty much related to they can share. Okay, well, that's what they decided to do. It's part of their culture. But now that they have new people coming into their culture that don't want to behave like the rest of the people in their culture, it's starting to fail. We are the most diverse country ever on the face of the earth. Ever. We're something entirely different. We have to learn how to live with one another and not force each other's points of view and lifestyles down each other's throats. Because that's what Europe used to do. That's what Europe still does. You'll do it this way. Oh, you weren't born into this family. You don't have this connection. You're not a member of the knighthood of whatever. Oh, then you can't do that. You're not, a, you're not a member of the union? Oh, well, you can't work. That's anti-American. Not un-American, anti-American. The idea in America was you don't have to, you could start whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Don't violate other people's rights. I ask you, if you're on the other side of the rights argument and you say you want all of these things, you have 50% of the country that's not going along with you. What's your plan? Let's say you win everything. What's your plan? How are you going to get the other 50% of the country on your side? Because they're not listening to you. They don't believe you. They don't want it. They vehemently disagree with it. What are you going to do? Answer that question. Bernie, I know you ask a lot of questions. I'd like an answer to that one. What is it you're going to do with the half of the country that wants nothing to do with universal everything and democratic socialism? 
All right, well, I'll talk to you a little bit about X-Chair. Um, X-Chair is, is just a great chair that both Stu and I um, sit in every day. And uh, I love it. It's just, it's, it's the most, it's as comfortable as any recliner you've ever sat in. And yet it will also keep you straight, sitting up straight, the right posture. Your back never hurts in this chair. And until we have free X chairs for all from our government, oh, man. Uh, you have to actually like look into it and do <laughs> I gotta some ask, research. I got to ask Bernie, why is it we don't have free universal X chairs? I know. It's the one policy. Oh, it's the one thing he hasn't man. promised America. What a surprise. It's actually something good. I want you to uh, feel the DVL difference for yourself. Try an X chair for 30 days, completely risk free. Try it for 30 days. If you don't love it, if you don't feel the same way I feel about it, ship it back. Not a problem. $100 off right now at xchairbeck.com or call 844 4X chair. 844 for X chair. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairbeck.com. Use the X wheels promo code. That's the letter X wheels. And you're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Do you remember when we thought the Center for American Progress was the center of all that was unholy? <laughs> Maybe they're not the center now, but you're not saying they're that far from the center. Yeah, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the Center for American Progress, they're the ones that did uh, the, all the spending bills for Barack Obama. Remember that, what was it, 2,000, 3,000 pages? It was just this enormous stack. And I remember seeing it the first time, and it was for... Um, the uh, not the bailout, what came after it, uh, the the stimulus stimulus package. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking in and I said, and Barack Obama had only been in office like two months. And I said, who wrote this bill? Because there's no way a bunch of guys who just came off an election wrote this. This has been in the works forever. Who wrote this bill? Well, as it turns out, it was the Center for American Progress. And it had all kinds of things, cash for clunkers, all of that stuff came for Center of American Progress. That's a George Soros, Hillary Clinton kind of place. All right. That is now at war with the other side of the Democratic Party. They're the conservatives (laughs) of the Democratic Party now, okay? Yeah. That's the old guard is Center for American Progress. And I want to show you how this is, how this is morphed into something very, very dangerous. And it is Bernie Sanders and his campaign that is on the other side of Center for American Progress. All right. John Podesta, good friend of Hillary Clinton's, right? George Soros, Center for American Progress, all friends of Hillary Clinton. So it wasn't really a a surprise when the Center for American Progress came out and said, oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Hillary Clinton's, she's our gal. No. (laughs) However, when they did that, they assumed that everyone at the Center for American Progress was a friend. Now, Center for American Progress put together a 
uh, a website, their news site, called Think Progress. Now, Think Progress is as lefty as they come. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At least we used to think that they were the the most left. I guess they're not anymore. They're not anymore. No. They're not anymore. But the Center for American Progress had their chief editor for the website, Think Progress, go and interview Hillary Clinton. This is back in 2008. And in the interview, the interviewer, the, the chief editor, asked her about her support for the war in Iraq. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen because that was one of her Achilles heels. That was one of the things she didn't want to talk about. So who is this guy at the center for John Podesta? Did you not know? Did you not tell him, hey, we're on friendly territory here? That's one of the biggest things that's coming out against me. What are you doing to me? Well, that's exactly the question that the uh, lead Hillary person had for the interviewer. In fact, went and punched him in the chest after the interview and said, what the hell were you doing? Unfortunately for the Democrats, what he was doing was just beginning. I'll explain when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Omaha Steaks. Think about it right now. Mm. Omaha Steaks are the best fillets. You can cut them with your fork. They have the best fillets, the best, uh, just the best steaks you can get. I'm a rancher, and I'm telling you, Omaha Steaks, really good. Now, here's the thing. For Father's Day... They have a, uh, a steak fix gift package. Two fillets, top sirloins, pork chops, uh, four Omaha steak burgers, jumbo franks, chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breasts, four caramel apple tartlets for dessert, a package of their steak uh, seasoning, and you'll get four extra Omaha steak burgers. All right? That's one package that normally is $235. They're giving it to you for Father's Day at $59.99. If if your kids don't get this for you, they don't love you. It's Omaha Steaks. Go there now. Put up in the uh, search bar, B-E-C-K, and you'll find this special. It, It ends Father's Day weekend. Go there now. So going back to 2008, Center of American Progress was pro Hillary Clinton. John Podesta was running the place, and uh, Hillary's top aide was Nira Tandon. Now, Nira, when she went in for this interview with Hillary Clinton, with the website that was started and run under Center for American Progress, Think Progress, uh, it was, um, it pretty much torpedoed Hillary, peppered this with questions about Iraq, which... She wasn't prepared for uh, because it was she was in a friendly room and uh, Nira, the top aide of Hillary, was so upset. She chased this reporter down, this editor, and said, who do you think you are? And he said, Faye Shakur, that's who I am. Now, since this time, uh, Nira 
has become the head of the Center for American Progress. And Faiz has become the head of the Bernie Sanders campaign. So the war isn't finished between Hillary and uh, Bernie Sanders. But even more so, what the Democrats tried to do with Faiz was take him from the Center for American Progress and think progress, which is as radical as they come, and bring him over to the to the Capitol and try to get him in with the old dog Democrats. Maybe he could teach them some new tricks and maybe they could calm him down and bring him into the fold. Well, what always happens when you bring an enemy into your camp? And you're like, he's just going to be here with us and he's one of us. Mm. No, usually ends up tearing your camp up. And that's exactly what has happened. Now, think of this. Faiz Shakur was the protege of John Podesta, former vice president for communications for the Center for American Progress, editor-in-chief at Think Progress, senior advisor to Harry Reid, senior advisor to Nancy Pelosi, and the national political director for the ACLU. So he was, he was at the center and then went over to uh, the, the Capitol at the center of power politics for the Democrats. They made him their golden boy, and boy, are they regretting it now. In 2012, Obama had to distance himself uh, from the Center for American Progress because there was what they deemed at the time troubling behavior happening there. Several writers were using anti-Semitic language. They were, you know, um, calling Americans that supported Israel, um, you know, Israel firsters. Uh, they said that Israel was a moral abomination, uh, all kinds of anti-Semitic stuff. Well, the guy who was running that was Faiz. So he's running that. He's allowing that to happen. Obama has to distance himself from the Center for American Progress and uh, Center for American Progress disciplined Shakir. And, and he, he was uh, he told them to stop it, knock it off right now. He then left. Now, who is this guy? Because he just doesn't appear with nothing. Where, what is his ideology? Where does he come from? Well, he comes from Harvard. And while he was there, he was a member of the Harvard Islamic Society. Now, this is a group um, that they affiliate with the Muslim Student Association. The Muslim Student Association was founded in 1963 by the Muslim Brotherhood, as in the terror group that founded the modern J Jihad. That's who founded the Muslim Students Association. Now, he has a fundraiser because he becomes a big fundraiser for this Islamic community on campus. And he does a, uh, a fundraiser for the Holy Land Foundation. Well, that was kind of a problem because they were indicted uh, as co-conspirators to help uh, fund a Hamas killing Jews in Israel. So it's kind of a kind of a problem there. 
So Bernie Sanders is bringing this guy on. Now, he's not only helped raise money against Israel, he's not only a radical of the radicals that they just can't shut up or get him get control over him, um, but he's also uh, the guy who uh, wrote Fear, Inc., The Roots of Islamophobia. Now, he's one of the main architects that gets people silenced if you say anything at all about Islam. He's also got a real soft spot for uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and their uh, affiliated uh, groups. He... He wrote about the head of the Muslim Brotherhood affiliated political head in Tunisia who, you know, said, look, there are no civilians in Israel. The population, males, females and children, they're all the army reserve soldiers and thus can be killed. So I love this guy who says you can kill children because they're part of jihad. No, I I don't, uh, Faid. I, I don't know why you do. He's the guy who is one of the heads of the civil war that's happening now in the Democratic Party. Tonight, we're going to go a step further and show you some of the other radicals that are behind the Bernie Sanders campaign. No matter what they say, no matter what videos come out from Bernie Sanders, this is the war. This is the turf that the Democrats are fighting on right now. And if Bernie Sanders wins this fight, the Democratic Party is the most radical uh, mainstream party we've ever had. Because the people just behind, the ones who are creating all of the policies and doing all of these things, they are, they are mega radicals. I was going to say they're radical, but that's not enough. These are the people that make Van Jones uncomfortable. These are the people that are marginalizing people like Van Jones. Let's remember who he was. He was a, he was a communist, a Marxist who believes in socialism, who also said green is the new red, meaning we can use the green movement to get all of our socialist Marxist policies through. He's not radical enough for the people around Bernie Sanders. And it's not that they just disagree. They know how to destroy people. Part two tonight at five o'clock. You don't want to miss this episode. I ask that you would uh, sign up when you sign up. You support uh, voices like mine, like Steven Crowder, like Mark Levin. We're all in this together. And uh, for instance, Steven Crowder is is being targeted now on YouTube and he's being targeted by NBC Universal and Vox. Vox has this this radical guy who calls himself gay wonk. And so he, you know, Steven Crowder, he's a comedian. He's making fun of the way this guy talks and and being gay and, and everything else. So yes, it's politically incorrect. 
it's pretty funny, but politically incorrect, if the guy doesn't have a problem with, you know, shouting from the rooftops, hey, this is who I am. Okay, well, you know, if that's who you are, that's that's totally fine in real life. But if a comedian's going to get a hold of you, he's going to make fun of you. And, ooh, did you get your feelings hurt? Wow, it sucks, doesn't it? Get over it. Actually, he was cyberbullied, Glenn. That was cyberbullying. And uh, feelings were hurt. What was it? What was it that he was doing to Steven Crowder? What do you mean? What, what, if it's not I'm nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Really? He was doing nothing to Steven Crowder, who was completely huh. guilty. And everybody at NBC is completely innocent. That's what always happens in these situations. Like, for example, uh, you know, you, it's completely fine for the Daily Beast to go in and find a guy who posted a a video of Nancy Pelosi speaking slowly, who's just a working class guy who's a Trump supporter in New York, not really part of the media at all. He's got a couple of small Facebook pages. They can expose him and give all his personal details, all of his post history. They can dox him from here to... And they can go to Facebook and ask Facebook for details of his postings and the Facebook will give those details to the Daily Beast. Over this guy that nobody's ever heard of in the entire you know, in the entire world is basically and he's an unknown he's a total unknown guy and he posted a video that really is not it is not even part of the discourse it's just a democratic talking point the idea that it's a big deal you can criticize Giuliani for posting it and not knowing but the idea that this the person who posted this video did it did anything consequential to the United States is completely ridiculous. And they'll go and they'll dox him and they'll go through his entire history and act as if he's running for president. That's okay. But uh, the way that, but God forbid you actually go after a public figure and you make fun of him, that's enough to just overturn your entire account. I mean, that is an insane standard. Insane. So it's not a standard. It's what they're just doing today. Yep. What they're doing today. And they'll do something else tomorrow if they want to and they feel it'll help them. That's why we ask you to join the blaze. We are trying to give you the truth. We're trying to uncover the stories that no one else will. I don't know anybody else who has done this uh, extensive of work on a couple of these candidates, Bernie Sanders being one of them. And this is really only the beginning. I mean, literally, we could do shows all summer long just on the people around Bernie Sanders. I think we could do it all summer long. And still have you by the end of August going, well, you got to be kidding me. To be fair, he's been around for 147 years. There's right. a lot of people who right. have surrounded him. Right. No, but I mean the ones that are currently oh, okay. surrounding. Mm-hmm. Tonight, we're going to show you more. Uh, you can watch that show on uh, Faiz uh, right now on demand at Blaze TV. And then at 5 o'clock, make sure you're watching tonight's episode because uh, we will we will show you. Uh, the rest of the people or some of the rest of the people that are around Bernie Sanders that should make America go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he's surrounded by those people, what are his actual policies if he gets elected? Did you see the did you see the 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 person that marched up on stage uh, this weekend? This guy had his hair in a bun and he was like. <laughs> I want everybody to listen to a bigger picture here and took the microphones away from, from Kamala Harris. Yeah. Yeah. You see that? I want to talk about that because we're entering a new time 
And this is played out over and over and over again. And Kamala Harris and everybody on stage actually did the right thing the way they treated him. Uh, and they treated him at first with respect. And that was the right thing to do. And I'll tell you why mm. historically coming up in just a second. LifeLock is our sponsor this half hour. Security researchers have discovered that hackers have breached an analytic service, an open source project modifying files to embed malicious code on 4,600 websites, not emails, websites. Now, malicious code can log content, users' information into data fields secretly and then sends the information to a server located in Panama. The information could include data entered on checkout and payment pages and contact forms and login sessions. I mean, it's crazy. This is just the latest 4,600 websites. Every day there's another one of these stories. There is. There is. It's why you have to have LifeLock. Nobody can follow everything, not even LifeLock. Nobody can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions and all businesses. But they're going to do it better than anybody else. And if something does happen, they have a U.S. US based restoration specialist that will work to fix the problem. That's worth 10 times what you would possibly pay every single month just to have them uh, monitor and and alert you. Taking care of it is really the secret sauce. Right now, you can get 10% off your first year of protection uh, with lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck and get that 10% off. It's lifelock.com. You can call them 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com, promo code Beck. So Kamala Harris was uh, out giving a she was doing a sit down interview um, on stage and a protester runs up uh, and wants to talk about global warming and grabs a microphone. And I want you to listen to this of your first big idea on the gender pay gap. Not everyone works for a corporation. Yes. And a big. Oh. Hey, 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 hey. I'm just Thank you so much, sir, for your big idea. But we want to make sure that we are able okay, stop. to get. I want you to notice, notice at first they're like, hey, 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 we want you to talk about your big ideas. Then security. And it was interesting because it was all women on stage. But when he came up, all of a sudden. It was all men who got him off. I guess men do have a role to play uh, <laughs> in that. Um, I want to tell you. I want to tell you why it's really important that uh, you don't piss people off like that, especially if they claim to be on your own side. And I'll give you a history uh, lesson of this. We lost a president because somebody who was on his side tried to help him say i've got something that you really need for this campaign one person was rude was rude and a president died because of it coming up there is a real real rift with the democrats and we saw it come out on uh the weekend in california but the mainstream media they just want to talk about donald trump 
They want to talk about how how crazy the Republicans are. We look incredibly healthy compared to what's happening in the Democratic Party. We'll give you the audio evidence of it in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Man, I am so excited to uh, take this cruise uh, through history. I, I am I'm not a boat guy. I don't uh, I don't necessarily like boats. When I first met Tanya, the uh, I think one of our first dates or it wasn't even a date. I think we were just wanting to be friends. Then we went out uh, and had to take a ferry someplace. And uh, I stood in the middle of the ferry the whole time. She's like, come on, look over the edge. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't swim or anything. And I was deathly afraid of water. I hated it. Uh, now I'm uh, a lot has changed in my life, but I am thrilled to be going on this cruise. Uh, we are going we're going on a beautiful luxury liner. Oh, yeah. Uh, there will be about 3,000 uh, of just people from this show that are just listeners of this show, and they're bringing their family. So you're going to be surrounded by great people. Um, uh, we have David Barton is coming. I'm going to be there. Stu's going to be there. Rabbi Lappin's going to be there. Bill O'Reilly's going to be there. We're going to stop in uh, Venice, which I am so excited to see that. And I think we're going in the spring, which isn't as bad. In summer, it's like wall-to-wall people. So we're going at the right time of the year to be able to actually see things. And we need to see these things before global warming ends all of them. Yes. They're all going Thank to you, be. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. It's this, we have Thank a crisis you. going yeah. on. And, yeah, and once we, we get on the, just so you know, when we get on the cruise, I'm going to go around and collect everyone and give them my big speech on global warming and make sure that you understand oh, yeah. the Good. real dangers Good. ahead. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> but you'll there will either be alcohol. Be that. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, you'll either be there or at the, uh, you know, at the uh, food service table where food is all all included. So. <laughs> and serious Italian food, like, like authentic li- Italian li- food from Italy. <laughs> You've been to Italy? Uh, I've been to the border of Italy. I've been in oh, Monaco. 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 This is how they say uh, it. Monaco. It is the Italian food. Oh, my. Oh, my, is it good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to go there. Then we're going to Athens. Uh, then we'll be in uh, Israel. And we're going to be teaching history the whole time. You don't have to listen to a word of it if you don't want to. Uh, you can get into the groups and listen to the history. But if you're like, oh, man, that guy just won't shut up. Just You don't have to worry about it. You just go on another part of the ship and you go on another tour on land. Uh, but join us. It's going to be a lot of fun and you'll be around like minded people. And we're teaching the history of the Republic and why it's so important. Come sail dot com. Find out all about this cruise happens next spring. Come sail dot com. Tickets are being sold quite rapidly. Uh, so you want to get your uh, tickets now. Come sail dot com and learn more. All right, I want to I, I, I want to show you the civil war that is happening in the Democratic Party. The Democrats decided to play uh, fast and loose with people's emotions, and they have promised them that the that the moon is Stilton and that she is Dutch and pigs have wings and horses can fly. They've promised them all of these things. 
when they realize, wait a minute, you didn't really mean any of those things, they're going to turn. And they already are. Now, we played the audio of Kamala Harris on stage. Let me play it again for you real quick. She's on stage this weekend, and she's having a uh, conversation on uh, Move On uh, stage. And somebody who likes global warming decided that's not far enough. Of your first big idea on the gender pay gap, not everyone works for a corporation. Yes. And a big... The guy could have, if it wasn't for the man bun, the guy could have just gone up on stage and just killed her. If he had a gun or a knife or something, he could have killed her. He walked right up to her. I mean, he could have killed her with his bare hands if he didn't have a man bun and had no ability to do such things. Right. I mean, but thank God. Right. Thank Mm -hmm. God. He was genderless. Anyway, um, so this... This is a sign of things to come. How many times have we seen people on stage in Seattle, even Bernie Sanders is on stage and radicals take over and they're not the Bernie Sanders of the world or in these politicians, not radical enough. If you want more evidence that things are really kind of out of hand on the radical side, if anybody, anybody actually believes that, the democratic the people who are really involved in this process are not total radicals i want you to listen to what happened uh this weekend uh in california first let's play hickenlooper he says he's against socialism listen to this if we want to beat donald trump and achieve big progressive goals socialism is not the answer I was reelected. I was reelected in a purple state in 2014, one of the worst years for Democrats. Okay, now let's listen to uh, Democrat John Delaney, also running for president. He says something similar. But we need, as Democrats, to build an economy that works. But it's got to be with smart policies. Medicare for all may sound good. But it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We should have universal health care. We should have universal health care, but it shouldn't be a kind of health care that kicks 150 million Americans off their health care. That's not smart policy. So both of them were booed because they both said, don't shut down private insurance. Don't take over the means of production. You got that? Don't take over the means of production. Don't let the state run everything. That's who these people are. Now, let me go back to Kamala Harris. The reason why I led with that is the guy coming up on stage. There's one president that we lost Uh, And we lost because he thought the guy who killed him thought that the president was a real radical. And now this guy was also a little nuts. But don't you have to be to kill somebody else? Don't you have to be to kill a president? Usually part of the uh, the ingredients in the recipe. Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. a little nuts. So this guy, and I don't remember what it was, um, but he wrote... 
he he wrote to the president, wrote to the president's people and said, hey, I've got this. I've got this idea and this is this will help you win. And um, he heard the president use similar kinds of things. And there's no evidence that he took this guy's idea. But this guy thought, ah, yeah, see, that's 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 that that's me. And so the president's going to love me when I come down and I see him because I gave him the winning strategy and I've got some more stuff for him. And I know he's going to reward me and I, I want an ambassadorship to like, I don't remember where it was. So he goes into the White House and he demands a meeting and he gets one with the then, you know, equivalent of the chief of staff. He just gets one because nobody knows what to do with him. And so the chief of staff comes out and he's caused all kinds of problems. And the chief of staff says, well, you know, what, what is the deal, dude? He's like, hey, the president used my philosophy. And he's like, the president didn't use your philosophy. He didn't. Well, he's going to want to appoint me. He's going to want to meet with me because he's going to want to appoint me to an ambassadorship because I really helped him. He's like, dude, the president doesn't want to meet with you and he's not going to give you an ambassadorship. And no. Well, the guy left and he felt as though this president was a fraud. And he had to be a fraud because he said all these things. And now he's either denying that I helped him, which I know that he did, or he's sending these bullies out. And you can't have bullies like this on your team if you're a good person. So he shot the president. The president died. The president was McKinley. He was shot by a fan. The Democrats have gotten into bed with people and what we're creating now is exactly what we warned about years ago with the French book, The Coming Insurrection. The, the progressives decided that they would bring in the Marxists, the communists, the revolutionaries, the anarchists, and that they would use them to be able to further their agenda. Well, they have used them, and those people know they've been used, and they were used willingly. But we want now the price of us being used. We want something in return. And what they're getting is more politics that are the same. They're getting, they're seeing that it's going to be a Joe Biden, which is basically to them a Hillary Clinton. Kind of that way to me, too. But that's not what they want. They want an end to the free market system. They want an end to this oppressive country. And if, if the Democrats don't continue to play nice and give them many things that they want, I mean, I don't know how long it lasts. In France, it's lasted really since... For about 30 or 40 years, it's lasted. And I don't think it's going to last that long here. Everything's on a hyperdrive scale. And when, when they say, you know, we, we've had enough. I mean, listen to the reaction to that crowd. If, if the message of the Democratic Party is, okay, we're not going to take away your health care. One of two things is going to happen. 
One, the radicals believe that they're only saying that because they're a politician and they just have to get elected. But every time they've heard that kind of talk and they've said, well, let's keep quiet because they're going to do these things. They never do them. They move, but they never do them. So they're either going to say, this person is just lying and he's on our side. Wink, wink, nod, nod. He's going to do these things, which if he doesn't do them when he is in the Oval Office or she is in the Oval Office, then she's even in more trouble. Or they're going to say, like the Republicans have started to say, I'm not a Republican anymore because you guys are full of crap. You don't say you don't do anything you say you're going to do. But the problem is when it comes to the Republican, that usually means it's a family standing there, you know, uh, you know, with their picture of Ronald Reagan or whoever. And they're like, you guys are betraying. We wanted lower taxes and they're not going to chop your head off. They're not going to build a guillotine and they're not going to put fences up and throw smoke bombs and everything else. It's that's not what they are. The left has embraced those who do those things and like to do those things. Once they cross the Rubicon with that and they are. They are at the bridge. I don't know if even they're on the bridge yet, but they are at the bridge, ready to cross the Rubicon. They may be on the bridge. But once they cross it, the Democrats as we know it are over. And our world changes, at least for a while. Our world changes. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about... uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Norton, uh, Norton Security. I mean, we we know that Norton Security has kept our our you know uh, computers safe forever. They've been all about viruses and making sure that nobody's hacking in and getting stuff and and destroying our life through our computers. They've they've been in the security business forever. That's why we can trust them when it comes to a VPN. What a VPN is is it is a a virtual private network it 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 is using someone else's or another uh server if you will as yours so you are ghosted you can't find who you are so nobody can track you nobody's hacking into you cuz you're not there it's a virtual private network this is something that i think now people are like well i don't have anything well you will and i think in the next couple of years you will you will understand everybody should have a virtual private network because it's just everything is being tracked. Everything is being monitored. Everything is just getting so open that you can't handle that. You don't have it. You just it will not be good on any front. So if you want to be ahead of the game and you want to make sure that you're protected from the get go, do it now. Go to Norton.com slash VPN. All you do is you're going to download an app. You're going to put a password in. And you're going to log in one time. Once you do that, you have a virtual private network for all of your devices. So go to Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Do that now. Protection starts at $3.33 a month. uh, And there are terms and conditions, blah, blah, blah. But go to Norton.com slash VPN now. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. (laughs) 
was your weekend, Stu? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Got to see Godzilla, which Oof. was uh, fan uh, horrible. I didn't like My son liked it. My, I think my wife kind of liked it. I did not like it at all. I thought it was just me. Unfortunately, it was a terrible movie. Uh, it was good. I liked I liked the monsters. That's well, I like the monsters too. That's yeah. why I went to a stupid Godzilla movie. Right. You got to like the, the monsters. monsters to go in the door, but the this, right. it was so it was just the, the story was so bad was and so bad. Ah oh, man, I was disappointed. I didn't and, care about the family at all. Did you? No. Who I, mean, were I, they? I, I didn't know them. I didn't want to necessarily know them. I'm like, I don't really care. What are you doing with the coyotes? That's a stupid tie-in. It was just like, what? is this kill them all so we can just have the monster fight right like there's a you know sometimes glenn will occasionally promote Mm. something and then never do it something occasionally people notice Mm. and uh but most of the time people don't right like they're not in the car for the whole show so they just assume they missed it Mm. that's kind of what i feel like godzilla was doing they're like here's this family you should know a lot about them but i don't have i ever seen them before wait right no 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 you're supposed to you should care about them right now because this backstory is going to be important right were they in the other movie i don't even no, know they weren't no they weren't completely it's I they tried it like they were in the other movie. correct and it didn't work i didn't care about any of them no and most of them were so bad that I just wanted something terrible to happen. Me too. I wanted atomic right? breath to rain down on them. <laughs> I did too. And they're like, close the blast shields. And I'm like, no, open them. In fact, open the glass too. <laughs> I don't mind if they all drown. I don't care. Just please. I mean, the plot was so dumb too. Like The, the, the one thing I will say about it uh, that might be of interest to this audience is yet again, another movie in which the bad guy is an eco-terrorist. I mean, we've seen several of these from Hollywood where these extreme environmentalists come out and they're the bad guys. I said to Tanya, we're walking to the car and I said, what'd you think? And she said, I I didn't. I the beginning with the eco terrorist stuff. She said, I was just I'm so done with that. And I said, no, no, no. But the the terrorist was for global warming. They believed in global warming. And she's like. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, I guess you're right. She just <laughs> she didn't bad even, the plot was. She just didn't even care. Right, no one cares. She just didn't even care. The idea was that because human beings are so bad. Are so bad and have driven their cars for so long and run their air conditioning at such temperatures uh that you have to unleash all the Godzilla like creatures to just eliminate most of humanity to set back the nature uh, the natural course. The way the Earth was intended to be. Now, this is not that far apart from what no, actual not. environmentalists believe. It's not. They just believe that that humans should kill everybody uh, instead of uh, instead of monsters. Right. That's the big separation right. point. Uh, because the humans are the virus in all of these cases. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay. Now nobody would. Nobody but my son wanted to participate in this. Okay. But let's say that really happened. Okay. Okay. Let's just say. A tad of a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, a tad. Okay. Mm -hmm. So San Francisco has been destroyed. Hawaii has been destroyed. Um, I've seen the old footage. Japan is. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't have a power plant Forget Fukushima. Okay. Yes. It's Mm, just over. It's Mm -hmm. over. And all of these cities now, in this one, Washington is destroyed. And And seemingly everything is destroyed. Everything is destroyed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Man never rebuilds, do you think? I mean, why would you rebuild? Because well, you know this. You know, look, it's like four years ago, man. They just destroyed all these other cities. We're just getting San Francisco cleaned up, and they're back. 
forget, forget it. it. Yeah. You, you would just, just be you would look for a new way to live, wouldn't you? You'd be like, we're living underground. underground we're right. going to do something because you never know. A big spider might come. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, you would you would be yeah. you would be man would forever change. You would no longer build things the way you did because I mean, it would be like, you know, building, uh, you know, buildings that are not earthquake proof in California. That's just stupid. We stopped doing that. Right. Because, you know, it could come. I, yeah. I mean, I guess if like if you think of the equivalent, maybe being like a nuclear weapon, you do rebuild Hiroshima. Right. I mean, you do. Yeah, but knowing not that you, another one could come at any point. Yeah, but not but if, if it happened com- twice within four years, you might not rebuild it. Yeah, and it happened all over, and you yeah. were like, and man didn't have control of it. They were just like, all of a sudden, a nuke just popped out right. of the sky. You'd be like, okay, guys, this is a waste of time. Look, guys, here. all hail Mothra. That's all we're gonna do. <laughs> just just move we, on with our lives. Let's move on. We serve Mothra. Let's just just grow up and live with it. You're listening. Good conversation, to though. Yeah, thank you. Want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Goldline. Uh, Goldline has their new four-coin collection from 1881. I love this. These are $5 Liberty coins from the U.S. Uh, they they uh, they purchased a hoard of these coins. And I say hoard. It's not large in quantity, but it's enough to make uh, an offer for Goldline. It's a $5 gold coin or half eagle, and it was used heavily This is what was in everybody's pockets in the 1800s. It's real gold. So when we were expanding into the West, this was what the cowboys put down on the bar and said, I'll take the whole bottle. Um, It is a historic coin, and it was really uh, the one of um, uh, one of the only coins that was safe if you had them during uh, the confiscation of gold in world war ii or in the great depression so you know pretty much these are safe limited time these are the kinds of things that i collect with gold uh, i highly recommend even if you have gold you look into this call Goldline now Goldline, goldline.com goldline.com our operators are waiting for you right now 866 Goldline. this is the glenbeck program hello america welcome to monday i um i i I don't know why our governor uh, has just outlawed the use of red light cameras, but I'm for it. And so I didn't even look into it. I don't know what his basis is. You know, it's a constitutional thing or it's a whatever thing or it's just popular. I don't really care. I agree with it. And uh, and I'm in love with it. Do you have any idea why? What was the big movement? I've been lobbying the state government for some time on this right, one, have you? Uh, yeah. because approximately one third of my salary for the past uh, five to six years has gone to red light camera tickets uh, hmm. because my wife uh, speeds through them and then tells me she didn't speed through them. And then I get a, a, a email with the video of her speeding through them and then I have to show it to her. And and, she's like, oh, and she, oh, well, oh, that one. That one. Yeah, well, to just pay it. <laughs> so that is kind of the relationship we have. On she, red light cameras. she goes through yellows. Well, there's two different uh, violations I've seen many times on film. One of which is the is the hey, I can see in the very far distance a light just turned yellow. I should gun it and try to make it. And maybe her front wheels come within 15 yards of the line when when it actually goes red and she just keeps oh going. Okay. She's not that it's not that bad, but it's you know it's her trying to speed through a light at the last yeah, minute yeah, that yeah. she doesn't make. The other one, which is very common, 
is the, hey, right on red means I just go. Maybe I slow down and tap the brakes to show a sign that I'm aware it's red, but I'm not going to necessarily go from, let's say, 45 to zero and then start again. <laughs> I'm going to go 45 to 38, then back to 50. So that's kind of... In a 25, of, in a 25. Oh, yeah, they're all in 25. <laughs> <laughs> going around a corner, like, blazing around as if she's trying to escape someone in, in a Fast and Furious movie while the light is red. You know, it is, it's amazing uh, because our families are very much alike. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very much alike. Because Tanya is also the very aggressive driver. Really? Very aggressive. Like, we can leave the house at the same time and uh she'll be five to seven minutes ahead of me <laughs> leave and it's a mile same. that's the it's crazy part mile. it's a mile drive yeah uh, she, she can be she can be we can drive to church which is i don't even know five miles and she can be easy already in the church by the time i'm pulling in <laughs> and i'm driving the speed limit and then when she and uh-huh. then when she's when i'm driving she's like watch your speed Watch your speed. Oh, yeah. Watch your speed. Oh, it's my, like, what? What? What do you? My wife constantly, every time someone stops within a half a mile in front of us, mm-hmm. she freaks out like I'm not looking at the road. Yeah. And, you know, occasionally she's right. But most of the time, <laughs> it's I'm looking at the horrible. road and I can stop. Horrible. Because they panic. They and then panic. you freak out. You freak out. And so you slam on the brakes or you're like, what? Oh, I hate that. I, I hate that. <laughs> oh. But she knows the one time she doesn't say it, I'm just going to plow through a kindergarten class. So it's probably the smart thing to do, but it's still it's still frustrating. I, it is a, I mean, the red light camera thing is a big deal. That it's, we've had, I mean, seriously, a, lo- a lot of tickets on the red light camera thing. I don't know that I've had one. But our family has been hit hard by this crisis, mm. and I appreciate Greg Abbott bailing us out of it. I mean, look, the idea you know, that you, you should be able to have some un, you know, like it's just some camera that should bust you for tickets is ridiculous. I mean, because a lot of the time, you know, first of all, all the cars are, are under my name, generally speaking, so they send me the tickets, and I'm not driving them. I'm not driving. I'm not the one getting these tickets. And we, like, what happens if I had loaned you the car and you were driving through a red light? I'd still get the ticket. Like that. How could I don't that recall poss- going? I don't even recall going through that light. <laughs> how could that possibly? It be may look like me, but it, if it is me, it's wearing a mask. <laughs> but Glenn, you pulled into a Broadway store, uh, a Broadway memorabilia store. It's how did this become possible. about me and not about your wife? <laughs> the point is, though, if someone else is driving the car, you're getting the tickets. That is not like, it's like taxation without representation. It's almost that fundamental, right? Like, it's like, it's, imp- you just don't like it. I don't know why. I just don't like it. If a police officer sees you do it, then I don't have a problem with it. Except when they get it wrong, which is all the times it involves right. me. It's or like, do you have a camera? I don't, that's not what happened. Where's your camera? <laughs> like the, you can put the camera up, I guess, to record that the officers got it right. Yeah. And, so they can prove well, now their that case. they have the, you know, the vest and the dash cam and everything else. They got you. When they got you, they got you. Oh, you are constantly under surveillance. I mean, all the time. All the time. The other one that no one ever talks about that really freaks me out when I think about it is these things they have all over the country that are just constantly capturing license plate numbers. You're not doing anything. You're not, you didn't blow a red light. You didn't speed. You didn't do anything. You're just driving wherever you're driving, and they're taking pictures of every license plate that passes that, that area. 
So, theoretically, if later on I commit a homicide and I say, no, I was in another part of the area, they're like, well, here's your license plate in, right around the crime scene five times. We know you were there. I don't ask my license plate. I don't know what my <laughs> license plate is doing when I'm driving in other areas. <laughs> Wait till the automatic, uh, automated cars come in. Oh, yeah. That will be happening. Um, but, I mean, that, that's freaking me out. Like, they are basically building the thing that I don't want on my iPhone, which is tracking every single location yeah. I'm at. And they're doing that through the government. And they're not even saying we're committing crimes. They're just saying we're storing it all. And like, if we need to, we'll look back at it. Then you combine that with the stuff that they're doing with the civil asset forfeiture when you're getting pulled over and they're taking gigantic sums of money from you that, you know, that, that, uh, that has nothing to do with a crime. They're not even charging you with, with a crime. And no, they're doing they, can, they can now come in if you don't have, and even if you do have it, but if you don't have the receipt from the bank that shows that that money, say you go to a bank and you're saying, you know, you have $5,000 in the, in the account. I want to take my $5,000 out. Sure. They can say no to you. And if you wanted to put the $5,000 into, uh, into cash and then you bring it home, if the cops ever come to your house and are searching your house, they can say, where's this cash from? Well, it was in my account, and I withdrew it, and I keep cash on hand. Where's the receipt? How do we know that's what this cash is from? And they can confiscate your cash. They also uh, have changed things because of the Patriot Law to where if you keep your cash or whatever in a safety deposit box, if the country is in crisis, the Department of Homeland Security can be in for the opening of every safety deposit box standing there as you open it and they inspect it with you. So if you've got gold and they've confiscated gold or you've got guns and they've confiscated wow. guns, I mean, it's all in the laws now. They, they, all they have to do is have the emergency. I mean, they've really changed things in the last 30 years, and, 20 years. And wait until like, I mean, the, the emergency then was a, obviously, as we all would recognize, a legitimate emergency with terrorism. Um, imagine when, you know, the climate emergency Mm-hmm. Is the thing they're they're implementing? Mm-hmm. I mean, can, I don't. They'd be at my house in a week. With the we're putting on the heat in the middle of the summer at my house. That's they'd be just. First of all, we're going to arrest you. But secondly, you're insane. Uh, I just want to make sure that you realize that you're insane. That's basically where we are now. My wife, my, my wife, uh, who everyone would acknowledge that I married up significantly. Significantly, um, I they, would not talk about her any more than you already have. You, you were. You seem really sure of yourself when you said significantly, which is, uh, is <laughs> yes, a little disturbing. No. Um, but she uh, recently, as she will tell you, uh, lost weight that she felt she needed to lose. You know, this is women. I don't understand She's it. like four pounds. Right. I don't understand any of it. But the bottom line is she has lost her ability to determine what is an appropriate temperature. Like I, at su- she can now she now thinks like 76 degrees <gasps> is the appropriate tem- temperature for like the kids to go to sleep. And I'm like, L- at least the. the 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 thermostat it's 76 degrees it's like really hot i'm sweating now, from I going up the something? stairs once which is normal but i mean that's not supposed to be the case she doesn't understand 76 is the perfect sleeping temperature no no, no. if you're like in church it's okay. perfect yes guess 76 will put you to sleep <laughs> that fast but when you're in bed that's way too hot way too hot with way too hot with blankets and everything on yeah. you and oh she's completely God. lost the sense and it's really, I, I don't know how to handle it. I mean, because I can't tell her, like, so wait, no, no, she, wait, wait, know wait, wait, what the right are, temperature is. <laughs> are, you, are you having to try to sleep in 76 degrees? No, it's, it's uh, so far I've been able to maintain uh, the cool temperatures. Because we've always been in agreement 
that the pro- appropriate temperature to sleep at is like 67 degrees. Like it's cold. Right. I want cold with big covers on me. That's what How I want. How do you do that? You hate cold. I know, but I like it with with the big covers on top. I like cold and then I like to snuggle in. That's always been the philosophy. Right. It's, I feel like it was a foundation of our marriage. And she's w- reneging on it. I am with you. I'm now at 60, about 68 with no covers. No covers. <laughs> 60. Wow. Yeah, Tanya that's... has like 700 blankets on her and she's like, I'm freezing. I'm like, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. I can't take my skin off. I'm sorry. It's too hot. There are things we could do maybe to change how much skin we have and the things, the <laughs> right. layers the underneath layers. them. But that's she has a long term process. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has pointed that out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, you know, if, you, if you're at 76 and you want to go to sleep, we either we either start to live like I don't know the king and queen, and we have separate bedrooms, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. or it's divorce, mm-hmm. one of the two, because there's no there's no way to compromise there. You're pro choice. You have options yeah, there. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right, our uh, sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Relief Factor. If you're in constant pain, you are not alone. A lot of people are in constant pain, and you don't have to live that way. Pain is actually caused by uh, inflammation or made much, much worse uh, by inflammation. That's what Relief Factor does. It reduces the inflammation that you have in your body. And 70% of the people who try this find the relief they're seeking. So please just try the three-week quick start. I did it for three weeks. I took it as directed, and I'm telling you, I have I've been taking it ever since. It's been almost 18 months. It ha- in fact it has been 18 months. Relief factor. I take it every single day. I highly recommend just try it. You just may get your life back. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Jason Buttrell is our um, head researcher for the uh, show and has been uh, working on the behind the scenes of Bernie Sanders uh, which tonight we give you part two of and it's it's quite frightening uh, because they they took on the Democratic Party in 08 and then they upped their game uh, in 16. And now it's 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 full fledged nuts. Is it not? I'm so excited for, for tonight. I got to tell you, I, I'm just my mind is blown. I was looking at some of the stuff you were exposing, you know, back during the Obama campaign, mm-hmm. all that. And then people were just like, oh, that's just crazy town. You know, working with these people, these groups, all that stuff. They're bragging about it. The people that are on the campaign now are bragging about it. You have videotape. We have yeah, we have them on video mm-hmm. in some pretty peculiar places, which which you've seen uh, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, but like you said, the shot heard around the world was kind of in 2008. 2016, they coalesced to try and really get Bernie Sanders elected and try to push socialism. When they lost... They kind of split apart and fractured in several different groups in places all over the world where you see a radical left movement, in some cases, even violent out in the streets. They were involved. All the radical left policies going on in, let's say, New York or getting, uh, you know, some of the very radical people like Ocasio-Cortez elected. They're the ones behind it. Now they're all coalescing, coming back to uh, Bernie's campaign. And I tell you what, if you thought street movements like Occupy Wall Street were a big deal, Antifa. Uh, these are the people that organized it. These um, uh, Occupy Wall Street for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any, every other uh, major group where you see like if there's uh, remember like when we were talking about like, you know, when Acorn was out, was out mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, and then they were kind of you know discredited. They kind of went away. They never went away. They just went into some other smaller groups. Mm-hmm. These are the people now that he has advising him and are in his campaign. Can you imagine if some of these people actually got real power? 
Can you imagine how bad it would get? And this is the, these are the people. They're not just against conservatives. They are against Democrats. They, they are not happy with the Democrats. They're, they're anti-capitalist. And, yeah. and actually, and yeah, absolutely they're against Democrats. They, they, they're trying to pressure Democrats and moving to their form of leftism. If anybody saw the uh, video of, from the Bernie campaign saying, you know, Bernie just doesn't want the means of production. That's not what democratic socialism means. It just means free health care and, and, you know, free education and child care. No, no, no. That's that's not what he or anyone else on that campaign believes. And I love that. It's just Sweden. What we're going for Scandinavia. We have people in his campaign that you'll see later tonight in their own words have talked about nationalization, have talked about collective ownership. And not only have they done that in private, they've done that in public forums in other countries. I'm not going to name which countries yet, but they've actually spoken for uh, uh, this new brand of this leftism that they're pushing now in other countries. Where they're saying nationalization is the way to go. They've written about it in actual, even in actual uh, American publications as well. It has nothing to do with Sweden. It has everything to do with places like Venezuela. Everything. Tonight's show is uh, part two, but you didn't have to see part one to understand it. Uh, You can always watch that on demand. Um, But it is just as important that you share this with your Democratic friends um, to show them the radicals. It's, It's not... They are, even though they have taken their masks off and said, yeah, yeah, we're Marxists. Yeah, we're socialists. That's not enough of the mask exposure. The, these people are going full out. They, they'll say, yes, I'm a socialist like Sweden. That's not who they are. Uh, and you need to see how radical you want to know where the anti-Semitism is coming from. Uh, well, you saw that in part one of this expose that you can now uh, watch on demand. Uh, And tonight you'll see just how radical this team is around Bernie Sanders. And nobody's going to show this to you. There's, you know, there's just, there's nobody in the mainstream media that is going to do this or wants to show this. And of course we'll be made fun of and mocked, but we'll show you the evidence. We'll give you the videotape. We'll show all of it. Uh, tonight at five o'clock you don't want to miss it please join us at the blaze and preserve voices and help build this voice uh, you can go to blaze tv.com slash glenn blaze tv.com slash glenn we have some really great things coming for you in the coming months on the show that we can't wait for you to see but we are going to expose the things that no one else will expose. And at the same time, you have Mark Levin and Steven Crowder and Eric Bowling. This is the place where we're gathering to meet. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Save 10% if you use the promo code Glenn. And we'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Don't miss it. listening to Glenn.